What's up, everybody? This Welcome is to the Small Talk. Oh, oh, you, <laughs> I saw you doing it. <laughs> Completely threw me. Uh, welcome to the Small Talk podcast. This is your host, Chris Vaughn. Uh, joining me on the other line is the legendary, the unscrupulous, the magnificent, the chiseled as hell, Josh Shrinko. <laughs> I thought someone else might be on this podcast when you just said there was a chiseled dude on here. <laughs> dude, Josh and I were just talking about uh, one of our first trips. I think it was actually our first trip up to the Muskegon. It was seven year ago. Um, and uh, we were talking about how young we looked. That oh, is not man. that I seven years is not enough time to have aged as horribly as we have. Pretty bad, yeah. I mean, if we I feel age, like... if we age at the at that rate, <laughs> we're gonna years. be we're gonna be dust <laughs> in another seven years, dude. <laughs> we're gonna look like the guy that was guarding the the uh, <laughs> Holy Grail in the Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> By the time I'm sixty, I'm gonna look like that guy, just just dusty and ashy as hell, and just it's not gonna be good. So, yeah, dude, it's weird. I mean, we went from, like, late 20s, early 30s to, like, you know, I'm pushing 40 now, so, you know. God. I, mean, I don't know. I only yeah. got two more years left before I'm 40, so yeah. a little over two years. Um, yeah, dude. It's, You're 38? Uh, You're 38 or 37 now? I'll be 38 in January, so Golly. that's why I said what a little you... over two years before I'm 40. What are you going to uh, do for your 38 special? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> hopefully just like not do anything you know yeah january 13th um you know it'd be nice to go fishing on my birthday but usually that's not much of an option so dude i'll tell you what very unfortunate uh, when you think about it because yeah any, it is if i was like mine's, with, april, mine's april 25th and it's like it's always prime uh, as hell. Yes, that's yeah. that's clutch birthday, dude. It used to be like my dad would take me. This was the coolest thing. My dad would take me out of school on my birthday so we could go turkey hunting, which was freaking awesome. We yeah. would go father son turkey hunting, and my dad would fully use it as an excuse to like take a day off work and pull me out of school. It's pretty awesome. I, I feel like at this time in our lives, like having like uh symbols of days to take and go sure. fishing they're very valuable so it's Absolutely. like every single time you're like oh it's my buddy's birthday i have mm-hmm. to go fishing with him or you know it's the anniversary of caesar's victory over the gauls yeah. we got to take a day off <laughs> it's boxing day dude <laughs> it's like boxing we have to day, baby. we, we got to honor the boxing day by going fishing man uh, absolutely i mean you gotta yes. do what you gotta do so the january birthday sucks um i gotta but, say uh, man i'm i'm really looking forward to like way different than in the past but like i'm so much looking forward to the winter game this year i'm yeah i i'm like amped about it i i am excited about it i'm extra excited about it because uh this fall sucked ass for me, me too. um Dude, 
Like I've been on like talk. a six week six week slump. It's been horrible. We need we need to talk about. I'm, it, I'm thinking I, about I'm thinking about committing Harry Carey right here on the podcast, <laughs> forfeiting ahead. my microphone until I can uh, grow a sack and catch a nice fish. I'm I'm embarrassed even to have this podcast right now. That's how shitty my fishing has been. Yeah, it's been pretty bad, especially when you see uh you know some guys are catching fish uh like somewhat close by. I haven't seen a ton of Indiana guys catch fish, although shout out. Donkey yeah. Wrangler of the week, freaking Wrangler. Nick Necrelli, twenty one baby out of the White River. So pretty, I will just to just to kind of brag on our boy a little bit. I I think that he co- completed Smalley Games. Oh uh, dang, I think, dude! I think he completed Smalley Games on White River inside of city limits. I don't think he fished anywhere else. That's impressive. That's, uh, that's it's freaking impressive, dude. Yeah, it's quite the piece. I think the the mayor should give him the, the key to the city for that. <laughs> honestly, yeah, that is. I think, uh, <laughs> they're going to start calling him Mayor Hog Hog Set, <laughs> huh? Hog Hog Set, Setting setting in on them hogs, dude. Yeah, he is. Uh, uh, yeah, no, that's quite the feat. I was. He told me that I was bl- kind of blown away. So yeah, it's pretty, pretty awesome. Very impressive. Unlike me, uh, who beat it by literally going everywhere but Indiana because yeah. I couldn't catch fish in Indiana. You beat this it, year. but you yeah. beat it, didn't you? Uh, and then uh, one more since we're doing shoutouts. Uh, Ryan Dahl, another twenty-one. I didn't. Uh, a, I did see that. I don't. Yeah, I picked I up even, a big old twenty-one. I don't, I don't know if I blanket that guy's twenty-ones. He catches so many freaking big fish. Just like, oh yeah, great. That's another one, Ryan. Cool, dude. Congratulations. Cool, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it's it's. Uh, yeah, people have been definitely hammering it. I just not you or I. It's been. Yeah, it's been a I, big swing and a miss for us I this think, fall. I think some of it, uh, you know, we can get into in depth because we want to go over some of the trips that we had. Um, but I think some of it's just been, man, bad timing. Uh, I think fall sure. is one of those times where you kind of have to tee up the weather. And although, you know, going into a trip when you see, you know, 70, 75 degree, 80 degree temps in late October, Seems like it's like, ooh, this is going to be really nice. That's probably a, like worst case scenario um, for a fall I'm gonna, bite. I'm going to raise you one, dude. I'm going to make an even better excuse for why. <laughs> What's that? We've been, we basically have pressed the reset button on our fishing. I mean, with the jet, jet boats, jet boats, dude. We're trying to go. We Normally, you know where we go late fall. We've yeah, got specific true. places we go. And, you know, we have avoided those areas because we're trying to use the jets, trying to go to new places. I mean, you're going to have this. We basically are starting anew. So that is true. I, I feel like, um, I feel like on a lot of, or on some of the trips where I haven't done well, though, if it would have been the right conditions, we probably would have done okay. It's just. You know, I, I almost every single time I've gone, it's been like unusually warm, nice weather. And mm-hmm. I do think that, dude, getting that like, like today, today would have been a really good time to go fishing. Like, yeah, you know, drop down. It was pretty much consistently in the 30s up until like two o'clock in the afternoon. Just got like, a bump in flows yesterday. Yeah, we got a little bit of rain. It's probably probably a really good time. So it's been like low, clear and warm. 
you know, pretty bad uh, conditions. Um, you know, you think about some of those trips we've had uh, in the fall specifically, you know, on sugar is one of them. Like, I mean, you remember that one day, literally it was the windiest day I've ever fished in my life. And we were, we were catching them on bottom crushing dude. I mean, we were crushing them on bottom mm-hmm. and it was not good. Con- that was when you got hypothermia. So, you know, you almost died, died. <laughs> almost died, dude. <laughs> so, you know, I think that plays a lot into it. So, um, uh, but you know, we were, alluding to the fact that at this point in our lives, you just kind of got to take what you can get from a fishing perspective and from a lot of perspectives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot. Uh, so I will say this. Um, so Necrelli came up and I'll just say that uh, we're going to, I think probably this is a nice little segue into the uh, trip that Josh planned up uh, to, to the Muskegon with a bunch of uh, wet boys, which I think, Pretty much everybody backed out except for Josh and a few, few. Dude, literally uh, everybody backed out. <laughs> yeah, including me. But uh, I had a family obligation that I just kind of forgotten about. But yeah, family obligation that he forgot about, and also invited about half the people that were going to that trip. I know. So I, know. I really <laughs> effed you over on that one. I'm so sorry. But um, so anyways, oh Nacrelli, Nacrelli texted like Saturday morning. Um, you know, of course I'm, I smoked meat all day on Saturday, hanging out with my brother. It was an amazing day. It was, the weather was great. Um, we threw acorns at each other. There's like a biblical plague of acorns this year. We threw acorns at each other all day. It was like childhood. It was awesome. Um, but anyways, we're sitting there kind of, you know, I'm waiting to hear my boys are up on the big water, you know, I'm just waiting to see that first like 20, 21 incher come through. And Necrelli sends one through 21. That was an absolute stud of a, it's a fish. unit, dude. I mean, a, a freaking unit, 21. I mean, this thing was a giant. And I realized quickly how savage that was. To like <laughs> 10 minutes from home, the dude smokes an absolute unit and then sends it to guys that just drove five hours to get their asses handed to them all day and all weekend so yeah it was brutal. pretty brutal but uh let's hear about it dude who first of all give us the crew who showed up yeah not you um so i just, I just said that <laughs> i know i'm gonna keep beating that right. dead horse dude um no uh so first i i wanted to have this fall trip you know to be kind of like an annual thing where we could get some photography and video for a cheek and i was like well what better way than just to like invite like a bunch of dudes and we all show up and fit oh so i was invited this year is what you're saying yeah you were invited well <laughs> in advance <clears throat> well oh, no, I, was in re- advance. I, was re- I was referring to last year when i was freaking yeah that, that was a little different but <laughs> yes <laughs> you, I was like, oh, we're going to do this huge get together. And like, at one point I was like, dude, this is going to be like, we're going to have a lot of people like this is going to be like 20, 25 people. There may not be show. enough room. <laughs> I know. So I'm like calling the campsite, making sure that room, you know, and I actually, Michigan was a, you know, it wasn't the first thought to go up there. It was just everything's so goddamn low down here. So yeah. it's like, 
I didn't know where, you know, it's like, you know, if, unless we wanted to wade, we kind of had to do that. Uh, tip a, tip a canoe got hijacked by an HOA apparently. So the, the flow is lower than it has been in the probably the last 10 years. Um, everything's low around here and you know, the Muskegon, like it's a tailwater. So, you know, it always has good flow. You can put the jets on it that and it's tons of river. Um, so I'm like, yeah, we'll show up. So it ended up being <laughs> after all the dominoes fell, um, ended up being myself and Andrew went up together. Um, Josh and Aberson. And I, it was funny because we got up there and we met Alex Deneau, uh, and Alex Magner. So we had two Alexes up there and, uh, it was funny that these guys obviously listened to our podcast enough that he knew who Andrew was, that his nickname was Josh Neighborson and why his nickname was Josh Neighborson. Hell yeah. (laughs) I was thoroughly (laughs) impressed. We did not have to explain any of it to him. That's a true Um, wet boy right there, dude. That's not, that's not, Oh, he was poser ass wet boy. Yeah. He was dripping, dripping wet. Uh, but we, we ended up staying in a campground. It was actually really cool. We had the whole campground to ourselves right on the river. And I would say that was the highlight of the trip was actually camping. So you can see how bad of a trip it was. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, really, there's not much to talk about besides the fact that we got there. Uh, Andrew and I were in the jet. The two Alexes were in kayaks. And we, you know, I mean, we ran all up and down that river and... um really just having trouble even marking smallmouth. We weren't moving anything. And then when we did find them, we would find, you know, maybe three or four uh, together. No big ones. Uh, The biggest one that anybody caught all weekend, uh, which I guess we only fished two days, but um, it was, uh, you know, 17 and a half, which I caught. Um, I know the Alex's went way up to the dam the last day and they did get into some numbers but they didn't catch anything of any size um besides magner caught a uh, king salmon he that's awesome uh boarded a boat that was anchored up in the middle of the river the guy was kind enough to let him show him how to do it and he caught one um i did not see so it was really weird down downstream we weren't really seeing any salmon um, hmm. And then it was only when we went up above Nuego that we actually started seeing a bunch of salmon. Uh, so much so that Andrew literally netted one that was swimming <laughs> near the surface. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got the old broken twig out and we just scooped her yeah. up. Yeah. Be a good good uh, commercial for their product. Yeah, it was. Uh, it smelled like a dead fish, so That's it was. Grossed. Yeah, it's pretty pretty far along in the process. Um, I did catch a huge pike that f- ended up flopping off the boat. It was a bigger than the one I caught when you and I went. Holy um, cow! That was a yeah. Must have been a. Speaking yeah. of speaking of units, let's hear about it, dude. <laughs> well, we got Get a couple ready. a couple <laughs> units. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, we had had a couple interesting stories <laughs> during the trip. One so. Andrew and I, uh, on Saturday had pulled up to this, you know, spot we you know, we're, we're sitting on spots all day and, uh, you know, there's a guy that had a, a cabin right next to the river, right where we were kind of anchored up. 
and <clears throat> Andrew had commented that he had you couldn't see the guy that well. Um, There's some trees in the way in between his house and the river, but you know there were lanes that you could see through, just depending on where the boat was positioned. And Andrew was like, I, "I'm pretty sure that guy just has underwear on." You know, middle of the day, um, <laughs> people everywhere, boats everywhere, kayakers. There's neighbors out doing you know lawn work and like just you know very very happening area wasn't wasn't secluded at all and uh i was like huh that's interesting the guy's just out in his yard in underwear but you, you'll have that you know sure. you'll have that you know have that every once in a while um so we were kind of working our way around this little eddy and uh i looked over and i caught a full on uh full on glimpse of this guy and um discovered that he wasn't really wearing underwear he was actually wearing completely sheer <laughs> pantyhose and nothing else uh i could clearly see his penis <laughs> uh uh which which you know it wasn't anything to brag about let's just put it that way it's cold uh, dude it's the it's the fall time <laughs> it wasn't cold it was like 80 <laughs> degrees out which is the only good reason he would be wearing pantyhose if he, I guess he's hot. Um, and uh, I was like, dude, that guy has pantyhose on. And Andrew's like, what? And like, we ended up, I, I thought he saw the guy with pantyhose. And then like 10 minutes later, we we're still in that spot. Andrew's like, holy shit, that guy has pantyhose on. <laughs> dude was, dude was bent over. He's like, you could see everything. <laughs> Oh hell yeah, dude! Yeah, worth the trip. (laughs) The whole the whole time, this guy's I thought was talking to his wife. He was kind of (laughs) like completely on his own. There he was not with anybody. He was talking to himself. Oh my my Uh, lord! Burning some stuff in his yard. Uh, (laughs) So yeah, um, if any of you boys want to show, I'll give you a pin. Was it I'll a brush you... hog or a baby brush hog? Huh? <laughs> it was a micro brush hog, dude. <laughs> we were working with we were working with a finesse baits, dude. TRD, probably. Oh <laughs> lord, uh, that the, sucks, man. Yeah, it it was a uh, yeah, it was an interesting um, display. Um, yeah. And uh, and then later on the trip, uh, Dino had to go home. Uh, he had to work. Um, but the last night, uh, Andrew and Alex and I w- went to a local establishment to go get some dinner. Second time we'd been there. And uh, great food, great service. Shout out to Nuego Brewing Company. It was a good, good. Uh, that's where we uh, went. Actually, ne- that place is close. Ta- I take it back. We did go there. That's where I was going to go. This place is called Sportsman's Lodge. So, um, Oh, that's like further down the road, right? It's like, it's like just downtown. You no, know, it's downtown. Okay. No, you're thinking of the one there. that had the uh, the <laughs> scrolling sign. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, it wasn't that one. That's what I thought okay. it was. No, this is just like a bar downtown. Um, and on the way home, uh, Magner, he's from he's from Iowa. Uh, mm. We're driving down the road, and uh, we'd he'd already commented like, you know, we'd seen all sorts of dead deer everywhere seen a ton of deer like crossing the road and stuff so he's 
driving unusually slow and even mu- even so much so he apologized like i'm sorry i'm driving so slow guys like i just don't want to hit anything you know and uh <laughs> we <laughs> so we're going down the road and it's dark it's pitch dark out so you you know you see the headlights in front of the car and um <laughs> you come around the corner and <laughs> andrew was like oh he's like that's a porcupine and it, if any of you have seen a porcupine before they're they're not very fast. They sort of waddle when they walk. Um, not exactly like a squirrel run out in front of you or anything like that. You know, it's very methodical, very slow. It's just <laughs> trying to make its way across the road. And a Magner, uh, you know, comments. He's like, oh, I've never seen a porcupine before. And before he even got that sentence out, <laughs> dude maneuvered his car. So <laughs> he was literally... Dead nut center his tire right over that porcupine, <laughs> that poor porcupine's back, dude. And we ramped his Nissan Rogue at least three feet in the air over that thing. <laughs> crushed it. <laughs> Just crushed it, dude. <laughs> and, dude, we laughed so hard on the way home. We were crying. We're all three of us, dude. We didn't even talk literally oh. until we got back. Uh, so... From from uh, henceforth, Alex Magner shall be known as Quillback Mag. That's his yeah. new nickname. Sick, <laughs> so, dude. So yeah, pretty bad. Quil- I mean, you he catch had- his king. He could have been. He could have been the king. It could have been. Could have been. He, he completely <laughs> ruined it. <laughs> could have been the Kingslayer. Could have been Alex the Kingslayer Magner. Yeah. Uh, no. no, he's Quillback. Quillback Mag. Um, big Quillback guy. Loves chasing Quillback. <laughs> He uh he had porcupine quills all on the inside of his uh, inner fender uh, when we got back. So, <laughs> <laughs> and he stopped on the way home and went back and sure enough found it and sent us a picture of it. He's like, he didn't make it. <laughs> oh my lord! Wow. Yeah. Well, so it's good to know that we're. It's good to know you guys are making your mark up there. You know. Oh yeah, it's always a good time, man. It had a. <laughs> And the other thing Magner did that was really funny, uh, good guy, first time I'd met him before. So we all have like, you know, these little like two man tents, you know, and he like brings this freaking monstrosity of a tent, dude. I mean, this thing's, this is like Andrew Ruder commented. He was like, yeah, he's like, no, man, that's actually really nice. tent." he was like, I was really wanting to get one of those for my family of five <laughs> sleeping <laughs> he has this huge tent he sets up and then he tops it off by bringing a full-size king self-inflating mattress <laughs> that he has to shove it, it was so big he couldn't even fit it inside the tent opening <laughs> it was it oh, was very dude. funny That's uh hilarious but yeah we had a good time man lots of lots of laughs lots of good times around the campfire since the fishing sucked um you know, we we kind of would What's up, Henry? Good night, What's up, buddy. Dude? You want to say good night? Say hi. You can say hi. Hi. There nice. he is. All right. Old Henro. There he See is. See dude. See ya. Josh says, see ya. <laughs> okay. All right. Have a good night. We'll see you later. Good night. Good night, bud. Uh, All right. Yeah, school time. School night, bedtime, dude. It's nine o'clock on the dot. Ashley's got it running like a German train station down there, dude. She's not letting anything get past her. <laughs> but Nine yeah, o'clock dude, yeah. comes. Yeah, our our kids are. 
I told him good night like a good dad before I came down to podcast. Oh, oh, gotcha. So. Okay, yeah, perfect. <laughs> uh, gotcha, perfect. But yeah, uh, uh, that's we, awesome, dude. What a yeah, had, had a great time. You and I actually mm-hmm. we went up there since the last podcast too. Yeah, and I know. It was. I would say that the fishing when we were there this past weekend was worse than when you and I went, which is hard mm. to believe. Mm. I mean, we fished it one day. I mean, that's how we, bad it was. It was so bad. Yeah, we had planned on going Saturday and Sunday. We literally drove through the night on Sunday or Saturday night because we were like, dude, there's no, there's no point in staying. I mean, we did catch like 30 fish. I would say that. We did, yeah. Numbers-wise, it wasn't terrible, but it was just... They were all on bottom, I think. And we still never. It was very similar in the fact that we still weren't marking fish. Like you and I, like we did catch some, but like we weren't consistently seeing fish. And knowing how many smallmouth are in that river, it's like one of the, you know what one I of think? the times. Like, where do they go? I I have a theory that they're somewhat migratory up there because they have such hard winters, and that's like such a swift flowing river. I have a theory that they migrate back to the lakes. It wouldn't be that far. It'd be like 20 miles, but I think a vast, I mean, I'm sure some of them winter in there all year, but really like the current breaks up there are not like what you find here. I mean, it's a tailwater down way lower. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think that they might drift all the way back down to the lake. Yeah. I mean, it's very, very possible. I mean, the guys up in Wisconsin talk about that, that they'll be going on the rivers and just like one day they're just gone. You know, they're they're just not in the river anymore. I know Regus talks about that quite a bit. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that could be what happens up there. I mean, we don't know that system very well, especially this time of year, but like it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, it's not that far, you know, for them to just drift back and winter up in a nice, calm, deep lake. So, dude, so. I actually had something, a conversation while we were there that was really interesting. You'll want to hear about it. Um, so, Magner's a little bit of a, he's a, I don't know what you call him. He's very involved online. He's in a lot of groups. He's, a, he's an active social media guy. I think, okay. I mean, that's how he kind of found us, you know. Um, On our OnlyFans. Um, yeah. By the way, he's subscribe. Subscriber active OnlyFans. on OnlyFans. Chris sells his feet and hand pictures. So, I mean, uh, you don't get you get hands like that. <laughs> well, you your name my, is uh, my little baby hands. Yeah. That's my that's my gamer tag too. When I, when we were yeah. in college, Danny and I used to play video games all the time, and it was yeah, you were killed by my little baby hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's funny anyways go ahead uh, so what, what's magner saying about online no so he was like talking we talked about a ton of stuff over there because like i said the fishing was so bad we'd come back early and just sit around the campfire for three or four hours and um he was explaining so i don't know if you've seen um there is a guy um his name's Josh Jones, not the Josh Jones that went to Mooresville. Josh Jones, he, I don't know if he's a pro angler or like a trophy hunter or what, but um, I've I had several people message me like, "Hey, have you seen this guy's smallmouth recently?" And uh, I saw I went and looked at his page and followed him or whatever, and he's like, and I had seen it, I just didn't know the relevance of it. He 
caught uh they boated like two or three smallmouth over eight pounds in one day oh jeez, um, is he in like idaho or something or what well yeah so here's the thing i don't know exactly where he's at i know it's somewhere out west but i i don't know exactly so apparently this is uh it, this is a cautionary tale tale for you and i by the way um so we need to we need to really be careful what we're doing um <laughs> okay uh so apparently this there's a lake that Magner knows what it is, but he said he like saved it and then he like lost the link or something. He said he could find it again if he wanted to. But apparently there's this lake that like very small lake that caught fire like to the point where it's like like there's a ton, a ton of huge smallmouth in it. But nobody really knows about it. It's like this like under the radar lake. I think it's like an inland lake. It's really small. And apparently somebody on social media like went out that had a decent sized following and put some video out where they were catching a ton of fish like that and said where they were at. And apparently this lake has gotten obliterated. Like hmm people coming from all over to fish it and like the locals can't even fish it anymore. Like it's like very, uh, it's been used and abused. Um, and I was trying to figure out the time on this. I apparently it happened like this year, like within like this kind of spring summer ish time. Um, but it's interesting to think about one that a lake, like I've experienced that with lakes, like in Indiana on a very much smaller scale, you know, a lake like is fishing super well. And right. it's like, it has the season where it's like really good. And then it, you know, for whatever reason that the spawning class dies off or whatever happens, the, the grass dies or, you know, we've had, you know, turtle creeks, one of those reservoirs that come to mind that like used to be like so, so good that everybody talked about now it sucks. Or I think it might be, doing better than it did. But, um, you know, I think that's something for us to consider when we're talking about certain places that we go that, uh, and we have talked about it that, you know, we don't draw too much attention to those places that it ruins it. Um, and right now I don't think our following so big that we're going to like attract so many people that's going to ruin a place. But, you know, if we grow more, and talk about these places more, it potentially could happen. Sure. It was just really interesting to hear about how that all transpired. And like, um, it made me think of a couple places we've been, you know, that's, yeah. um, I did. You gotta be careful about that stuff for sure. I did, I did Magner. Uh, it was funny, dude. He starts guessing at all this stuff. Um, so his guess as to where we go on our spring trip or where we've been, was Beaver Island. I was like, no, dude, that's not where we were at. <laughs> go. Um, so I was like, you know, maybe we actually do a better job of protecting it than, uh, you know, we think we do because we're no. kind of va vague about where we go. We've also, <laughs> we've also, he also said that he's never asked because you literally said, don't ask, or I've said, don't ask. So he's like, yeah, I'd love to have asked, but you guys specifically said, don't ask. So it makes me feel the people we have told, we probably shouldn't tell them anymore. 
Sure. Hey, you know? so speaking of obliterated fisheries, what what's your take on this whole Tippecanoe CFS situation? So, okay, well, I'll give you... Yeah, I'll I say, why don't you explain headline. it to non-Indiana guys? So, so there's... Uh, so the Tippecanoe River is a river in which I think we've done an episode on it, but it's essentially a river that flows. It's a tributary of, of the Wabash that flows kind of in northwestern Indiana in kind of a north northeast to southwest direction. Um, it, it impounded. It makes Lake uh, Freeman and Schaefer, uh, Indiana Beach. You know what's up. Um, and then uh, the bottom like in Indiana, dude. <laughs> So the bottom uh, 20, I think it's like 23 miles, 22 miles or something, is a tailwater that right up to its confluence with the Wabash. So the last 22 miles is below Lakes uh, Freeman and Schaefer, and it's this tailwater. So Tippecanoe is like one of the most biologically diverse rivers in North America. It's surprisingly, it's like, a, you know, there are a ton of different species of fish. It's a very, it's a very cool river here in Indiana. And, um, you know, it's, I guess the, the situation is that the last 22 miles for the last like 10 years or so, there's been a CFS guideline, uh, that has been in place, you know, put in place for the people who own the dam. Uh, it's a, it's a power generating dam, uh, that they have to keep the CFS flowing into that last 22 miles at at least 500 CFS. Which the reason for it is apparently some endangered species of freshwater um, mussels that live in the last 22 miles, I guess. So there's this legal proceeding ongoing right now, which I I didn't really even hear about it until uh, very recently. But there's an HOA that uh, sued the owners of the dam to essentially be able to lower the CFS below 500 in order to, you know, allow them to continue to use the lakes and boat on the lakes and that kind of thing. Because I guess, you know, when they're pumping 500 CFS out during drought conditions, it drops the level of the lake such that they're apparently not able to use the lake for recreational purposes as well. Something like that. So anyway, so there's this ongoing proceeding, and now the owners of the dam can lower the CFS. I think it's to 315 CFS is what they can pump into the last 22 miles. And there's concern that I think that the that the endangered species there are going to be uh, essentially on dry land now. They're not going to be covered up with water, which is necessary for their survival. And on top of that, it's going to make the last 22 miles somewhat difficult to do what we like to do, which is get out there and, and fish. So it, what is your take on it? I, I don't have you done much research on it? Have you thought about it? Yeah, I mean, you know, we're biased because we don't use the lake and, you know, the river is obviously suffering because of this, because. I, I don't know when that original 500 CFS went into effect, but I remember following it when it did. It was it like, had, it was like eight, it was like almost 10 years ago. I think it's been a while. I didn't think it would have been that long, but I do remember when it happened that it, they kind of made a big deal of ours. Uh, Chad may have made a big deal of it because he guides on it. 
But, um, you know, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I feel like it's like the river is the natural, um, you know, the natural part of the, the water. Um, but I also know that, you know, the lake has a lot of people have interests in uh, using it for recreation and fishing as well. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, you know what I, here's what I really want to know. The question is like, what does it look like at three fifteen? Um, yeah. And I have never seen it. Uh, so that's, it actually would be kind of cool to go to it when it's that low to see certain features of the river that we haven't seen <laughs> in a long time. Um, so, but if it's, you know, I, I'm hoping my optimistic side is like it won't have to get down that low very often unless we just have an unusually dry year. But if they abuse it and they lower it like that, like all summer, that will suck bad. Um, so I think it just depends on, you know, how it's handled. Uh, 315 is very, I, I, I said I haven't been on it, but 500 is low on that river. So 315 is definitely going to be low. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think at that point you're probably not going to fish it, you know? Yeah. I mean, here's what I, I do think after, you know, a couple of articles got sent to me, um, around the same time. And what I did read is that it looks like it was a settlement. So it looks like the federal game and fish regulatory agencies, you know, they signed off on the, on the CFS changes. Um, you know, so it's not like it just happened, you know, blindly. I think that there was a, an injunction that was, um, being pursued by a, by HOA that's on, uh, Lake Freeman. And they were maybe seeking it, you know, seeking a CFS reduction that was even lower than what it ended up being. Um, and then I think that there was some sort of a settlement, you know, between them and the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service that allowed them to reduce the amount only to 315. So, you know, my hope is that, you know, that Indiana had some sort of a, a say in that. I did not read that we did. Um, all I read was that the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service and that the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission had something to some say in it. But I don't see that like IDEM or the Indiana DNR had any had any, uh, you know, stake there or played any role in the decision making. My hope is that, you know, that that process was overseen by the by the proper authorities and that the regulatory agencies are you know, doing what they should be doing and protecting not only the people that want to use the lake to go ride their jet skis, but also the, you know, the people that live uh, in the last 22 miles, protecting their property interests, certainly, and protecting, you know, the endangered species down there. But, you know, I just don't know enough about it. Um, I think that what we might try and do is have somebody on who does. Um, Yeah, it'd be nice to to get somebody on who could give some intelligent insight into it um but yeah i i don't know man i mean i think it's probably not good for us no matter how you spin it how much impact it has on our ability to use the river is to be seen i i would assume that 
you know, like this winter, it probably won't because it's usually up in the winter time. Um, so I don't necessarily think we'll have an issue there. I think it's more, you know, springtime, obviously not, but like summer and fall, um, it could definitely affect it. But yeah, man, I don't know. It sucks. It's not something that you like to see as a fisherman, but I obviously don't have a full picture of the scenario. So, you know, it's easy. It's easy to say like, you know, when it affects you, but it's also like, it wouldn't surprise me. And I don't think it would surprise you either. Just based on how, you know, that like our, our river systems are pretty much treated like redheaded stepchildren. I mean, they're used and abused and like, nobody seems to care, especially people that don't do what we do or people that, you know, have, the ability to submit rules and to do, you know, uh, to make laws and that kind of stuff in Indiana don't seem to care at all about our rivers, our recreation, or, you know, that kind of thing. Um, certainly the environmental protections are, are pretty weak. And, you know, it's just one of those things. It wouldn't surprise me, I guess, if this, you know, drop to 315 really did have a, a significant detrimental impact on the lower 22 miles of the river. But I just don't know enough about it. And, you know, it's it definitely may, something we'll have to keep our eyes on. It may have a positive impact. May it kills all the Asian carp and, you know, I don't know. Maybe. You know, I don't know. We we don't we don't know. But, yeah, either way, man, it sucks. Um, so sure. what – what other what other stuff are we gonna talk about? Um, I just I I did break my jet foot for those <laughs> who are aware that I've had a boat my boat for two months and I've already broken the jet foot on my on my jet so I'll be Welcome getting to a, the club bud <laughs> on it yeah I'll be getting a UHMW jet foot uh, from Top Notch uh, on Saturday so nice man I tell you what. Uh, you know, I don't know how many jet boaters are on this podcast, and I definitely don't want to make it a jet boat podcast. But um, you really see the Achilles heel that jet this time of year, dude. Um, oh, for sure. Uh, the leaves, no match. Uh, no match. The jet is uh, sucks in leaves and. Uh, Equally sucks in grass, which we experienced the last it's, time. It sucks in grass and in, in leaves. Yeah. Uh, did you guys have a bunch of? Because uh, a lot of times on tailwaters, you'll get that in the fall. You'll get that grass that'll break free. Did you guys uh, have a we, bunch of gra- grass drifting down too? No grass, but we literally had. You know, Saturday wasn't bad. I mean, I we probably cleared the jet maybe like a half dozen times, but Sunday, I mean, you couldn't go. I don't know. You, I mean, you couldn't go far at all. It was, there were all these salmon fishermen around, which is fine. You know, that's, you know, part of that river. Um, but it was like, it's, it's a weird dynamic. I actually, you and I've talked about this. Like, when do you come off a plane for another boat? You know? And I think the expectation with a lot of those guys that are fishing in the middle of the river for salmon is that, they want you to come off plane because they're anchored up and they don't want, you know, the waves. And then, you know, other times I'm like, Hey, the river's really wide. Like I can go wide and slow down, but I'll still stay on plane. 
Um, then you have kayakers who are literally clueless and they're like spread across the entire river um, and actually cause you to smoke a rock the last time we were. Um, that broke my jet together. foot. That broke my yeah. jet foot. Yeah. 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 Um, the kayakers and, and the salmon fishermen that were right there just forced me yeah. down a line that I didn't want to be on. And I got, I smoked a rock going, what, 25 or so? It was quite the collision. It knocked so my much jet. Stuff. It knocked the cover <laughs> off of my jet, bro. Jet. That was that was some chaos, dude. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that rock right before we hit it, and I kind of braced for impact. Boom! Smoked it. And then Chris is like, you know, you're like, oh my god. Uh, and then like you could you saw something just like fly off the boat. And I'm like, yeah. dude, Chris's boat just like fell apart. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't know what happened. I looked back, dude. His motor covers completely off, and it's floating upside down, like a hundred yards downstream <laughs> or upstream. Yeah. So we had to turn around and go get it, and luckily, um, it just goes it was fine. Just right off the back of the boat. Just yeah. The whole down. time you were like doing the whole. Is my motor making a weird sound? I'm like, I don't think so. And you're like super paranoid there for a little bit. Um, sure. but yeah, um, the, the whole salmon thing, and I actually have another story to tell you. It's, um, Andrew was there. He can back me up on this. Uh, and, and I'm going to actually tell the story super accurately and you can tell me what you think. Okay. okay? So we ha were working our way from upstream to downstream using the trolling motor. Okay. We had a drag chain way like, you know, like it was hanging out of the boat, like 30 yards, like it's long drag chain and it actually worked extremely well. Um, but we're working our way downstream very slowly and probably I would say a hundred yards downstream. I could see a guy in a jet boat that was his big motor. He was working his way upstream. Okay. Not fishing. Just, he was standing up, you know, in his console, just kind of like, and you could see he was like looking, you know, like looking for salmon, you know? Okay. And in this particular area of the river, one, I'd seen salmon everywhere, like literally everywhere. Um, and then on the kind of far side of the river, and actually as I think it's one of the areas you ended up hitting uh, where they were having that tournament. It was right past that. Yes. Okay. There's a real shallow section of river on one side. Like that, almost the entire river is like super shallow. And right. then o over on all the water kind of pushes over on the right river, right? As you're going downstream, right? So this guy is kind of coming upstream through that. And I have my trolling motor. I don't want to like move spots. I'm going downstream. So, and I have this dumb drag chain. So I can't like we have to pull that up to turn the big motor on or whatever. And this guy's like kind of, you know, he's, he's kind of going real slow through this area. So I go, I cut far right with my, as far right with my trolling motor as I could get, because if I went left, I would have hit like, I would have hit, like I wouldn't have been able to go. So I had, I only had one, one path to go. So essentially this guy's going upstream. I'm going downstream on the same path. Okay. And it's not very wide. Um, so I start 
I was kind of like looking at him, like, what are you going to do, bud? Like, are you going to move? Like, do I need to move? Like, and then I'm like, well, and he's, mo- he's motored up and moving, right? He was motored up at this point. He might've been like motored. Like he was like neutral motoring. You know, he did not have an anchor down. Like he's still motors engaged. He's motors like, on. Okay. Motors on. He's standing up in the boat. So I have my trolling motor and I go far right. And then I realize I'm like, this guy's like pinched me in. I don't have very much room on the right hand side, but I, again, I'm going downstream, right? And the current's pushing me. So I don't have the ability to like stop and be like, Oh, I'm going to go this way. You know, I'm kind of like, I'm already committed at this point. Right. Um, I get within like 10 yards of him. He drops anchor. He has one of those big chains drops anchor, like 10 yards. Like I'm like right there. Like, Mm -hmm. and he kind of like, I keep coming. Like he like, thought I was going to change direction. Like it was super fast too. Like I couldn't even went upstream if I wanted to, like it was, you know, at this point it's kind of like, I'm going where I'm going. And then he like, looks at me. I look at him kind of like, what, what are we going to do here? And then he just starts shaking his head like this. And I'm getting like, you know, within like, you know, I can like speak to them at, at this point. I'm like, dude, I'm trying the best I can. He's like, He's like pointing. He's like, you're, I guess you're just going to go over them. And I'm like, go over what? He's like, they're fish right here. And I was like, dude, I'm doing the best I can. I'm sorry, man. And like, at this point, I didn't really care about what he had to say because I was literally getting ready to just go right into his boat. Like, so I kicked my trolling around high and I'm like pushing as far right as I can. And dude, I bet you I missed him by a foot because you know, when I got in that real fast current, the back side of my boat swung over. Oh no. Yeah, and I'm and then now I'm going kind of sideways through this fast water. And like, dude, it was like and he just sat there and just looked at me. Like it wasn't trying to help me, wasn't trying to push off, wasn't trying to do anything. Just and then I was like, dude, that's I don't on, know. That's on him, dude. If you got if you <laughs> You yield to the person who doesn't have their motor on. If you've got your motor on, you got to get out of the way. Well, and I go, I said, I don't know what you expect me to do, dude. I was like, I'm just trying to work my way downstream. And he's like, well, you have a motor, don't you? And yeah, so do you, dickhead. I, yeah, and his is all on. Yeah, that's, <laughs> uh, that's bullshit. Yeah. I, dude, I don't know what the rule is. I, I, I could tell you this, like, I try to motor down and not like just fly past people but i'll say that like sometimes dude when you've got like 500 kayaks on the river like you can't just idle the whole way up the river you know what i mean so sometimes you just gotta go um if there's another jet boat that's motoring it's fair game if there's a jet boat anchored in the middle that's fishing again if it's possible yeah i mean i try not to i try to stay as far away from them as i can and motor down so i'm not waking through while they're trying to fish but like at the same time like i've been waked out so many times like while yeah, i'm who fishing cares? and it's yeah it's like uh, he i get it whatever you know it's not like and it's and it's i, would, I think i would ne- unless they there, get right? unless they get close to me if they got yeah. close to me and they're and they're going 30 you know 20 and they're and they're going close to me yeah i'm gonna probably have a word with them but like yeah, I mean, if if I'm fishing in a spot and they go past me with their motor op- like wide open, 
I'm not thinking about it for like even one second. I'm just like, I, yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. In, 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 in areas where the river is narrow, like you can't, you kind of have to slow down, you know? Um, but like an area where the river is kind of wide, as long as you like get over to one side and you're not, you know, like, you know, when we went past all those guys in that tournament that were waiting, it's like, yeah, well, there's not, I mean, there's really no other way to do that. There like, were like, there were 50 guys in one spot waiting on the same side of the river. It was like a tournament of some sort. And it was fast right there. It was fast. And there, but the other side, like the middle of the river where they were all fishing was like deep where they were fishing was kind of like waist deep, but like the other side was really shallow and rocky. So like yeah. I had no choice. I wasn't going to go right over where they're fishing. I wasn't going to go over where they're waiting because there were so many people in the water. So like I had to go, I just motored down, went over to the rocky part and just absorb the blows on my motor. But like, yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is like, it's always, it's always safety first, like no matter what. But like, other than that, unless the person is being unsafe, I think get over yourself. You know what I, I mean? mean? Yeah. There's so many people like that do that whole shaking their head. It's like, dude, I mean, like when I'm fishing, even like we're anchored up in the fall, a lot of times fishing the spots and like, sure. I just wave. I'm like, just go. Yeah. You know, I'm like, just wait. Like, cause they, you know, those, and it's like this expectation. It's like, well, everybody needs to stop. I'm like, dude, if they're on a stretch of river of 10 miles, if there's 30 boats, like you're never going to get anywhere. That's what like, I'm saying. Yeah. If you, especially like in the summer when you got like 500 kayaks out on the Muskegon or tippy the or kayaks are ridiculous. Whatever. I, it's like, I'm just going to go, kayaker, but dude, like, yeah, you, I mean, I'm sorry. Like when there's, it's one thing if there's a guy fishing in a kayak and there's like, you know, you see him every once in a while, but the, when those like, you know, tube and, and, uh, the, the liveries like launch like a hundred kayaks down a river. Like, yeah. dude, you just got to go around them. And I, d- I had another guy, I don't know if I told this on the podcast, but another guy got shitty yeah, with you, me. You told it. Yeah. That yeah, the story like, about the old guy yelling at you. I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't like, I don't like, know what I'm supposed to do. My rule of thumb is like, if, if I can go near somebody that's fishing, like if I'm, if I'm outside of like, a long cast for them. Like if the river is wide enough or they're in a spot where like I can go past them outside of just a casting range. Yeah. I I feel like, I feel like that's like fine, you know, but like, yeah, I mean, as in a general, like in a general sense, I'll just say that like, and, and it's also a thing if you've got, if you only see two people out on the, on the river the whole time you're out there. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to slow down and not, care as much but it's like right. if you're out in the summer and you're seeing people around every turn yeah i like i'm just gonna motor through but yeah, yeah i don't know dude it, i guess from a general perspective i'll just say that like <clears throat> if somebody's motoring past you just chill out about it dude if it's yeah, not unsafe I, chill out yeah and the guy that the guy that I got into it this last time with, which I didn't really even get into it with him because I was so concerned about like saving the situation. Uh, and then I actually saw him. I was kind of funny. I saw him later downstream. I didn't realize this is him. And I like waved at him. And then he said something under his breath to me. <laughs> really? Like, 
Yeah, I heard him that's say a bold, something. That's a bold man because you and Andrew like, are both pretty big boys. Like, Yeah, he was with Andrew's his wife, like, too. Andrew's like 6'4", so, you know, he's not, yeah. a little, he's not a little guy. I don't know, dude. It was one of those things I'm like, like, looking back on it, I was like, I, I did, I did. You know, I didn't even have time to argue, but I was like, I couldn't believe this guy was just going to be like, oh, yeah, you're going to hit me. Like, I I don't know, dude. It was – and I felt stupid, too. That's the other thing. I was like, what, did I do something wrong there? Like, I, I, I could – I mean, the guy dropped anchor, you know, 10, 15 yards before I got to – and I'm like, that's when you're like, oh, you're anchored up fishing. But it's like, dude, until you do that, you're mobile. You can go wherever you yeah. want. And if you want to fish that spot, all you got to do is like back off. Yeah. Wait for the person to go past, sneak back in there and, you know, go, go back at it. I, I don't know. I just, people are crazy, dude. I, I don't know. Yeah. It, I mean, it's a, it's annoying. I think some of those salmon guys too are very like seasonal fishermen. They're not like, you know, Oh, I fish all year. So I don't, I think some of them don't quite understand like, how fishing etiquette works and some of the rules in the river, which, you know, f- f- just for full disclosure, I obviously don't either because I'm sitting here talking about on the podcast. Like I don't understand. Well, there's no, I'm, there's no book that describes the rules. I don't think, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just I've had this safe. question posed. I mean, there's also guys that think you shouldn't drive jets on the river because it erodes the, bank too much so like whatever mm. dude i mean like you know like you're never gonna please everybody but uh, i guess you shouldn't I've, drop an anchor on the riverbed then either right yeah exactly i mean i've had you know my fair share of confrontations on the river but most of them i felt like i didn't really do anything you know wrong most of them have been landowners honestly uh we we were rehashing that story this weekend about um I don't remember Mr. Whatever his name is. Yeah, the, the guy that lives dam. below the dam on Riverwood. Yeah. Yeah. Owns that, that, uh, Island. He's dead though. Good riddance. That guy. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't remember what his name was, but asshole. He, he is Mr. Asshole. Mr. Um, asshole, dude. But yeah. We yeah. had one, we had one guy yell at us on sugar one time. And you remember that? Yep. Um, with the two dogs that, came down and we kind of just were like hey well you know we'll head down the stream <laughs> we just kept fishing. Uh, again it's like yeah well what are you gonna do am i gonna fight a gentleman in his backyard no I'm yeah just gonna, like, and okay then, see ya we'll go somewhere else other than that i don't i don't think we've had too many you know we've been pretty pretty low-key i've had one know? other one that i can remember it was the guy on i remember the same you game. yeah same, what have you told was, that story on this podcast I don't know. I was I was fishing with a disabled American veteran, an American, <laughs> an American hero. Uh, Marchuk. Yeah, it was Marchuk. We we rode all the way up uh, to the dam uh, from the launch, which was like half a mile, and like we're going up the right side of that island. And right as we get to the island, we see this guy like he like came from the road, jumped down, and was wade fishing that dam. He waded all the way across, all the way to the other side of the dam to fish the side that we were paddling up on. So, like, we got up to the dam, and the guy is, like, literally right there. So, it's like, well, what are we going to – so, we just started fishing, you know, 
Like, yeah, I'm going to fish right here. And uh, otherwise I'm going to have to paddle across where you're trying to fish, but we're like right next to each other. And the guy like freaked out a little bit. I mean, he was just kind of bitching about it. He's like, you guys have the whole river. You can go all the way down. And Marchuk's like, there's only one dam, you know? So (laughs) I I don't know. It wasn't that bad, but. uh, Yeah. If the guy came down from a road there, he was definitely trespassing. So. On the on Mister Asshole's land, dude. Maybe it was Son of Asshole. So it was on know. that side. Yeah, yeah. It came down from Asshole side. Isn't that weird? How that dam in particular, dude, has like clearly just not what it used to be. And I, yes. I don't know. It's weird how spots like that on a river change because I'm sure that 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 dam has gone through some like geological changes. Yes. you know from erosion. But I also probably like a a stack of wood that's just on one part of that dam, you know, that gets flushed over the dam. So it holds more fish, you know, there's cover there, whatever. I I mean, those fish can't be that far from there. I mean, that really, that whole stretch, dude, is, but I didn't, uh, I didn't fish it this year. I I think I may have once in one of those GRVY tournaments. Um, But yeah, man, uh, it's weird how spots like that just get, you know, get, get burnt out. We talked about that. We, we also didn't mention, we did speak at the, um, Indiana Flycasters club, um, a couple weeks ago. So shout out to those boys. If they're listening, um, Chris, uh, brought the house down with his jokes. That's all I'm going to say, dude. (laughs) My jokes fell extremely flat, dude. They were flat (laughs) as hell. (laughs) Single laugh. They laughed. They laughed. But Josh, they got Josh got some good laughs. I got the only, no, the only I time I was single chuckle. But the only time I was getting laughs were all of the derogatory statements about fly fishermen. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I was like. I was I was trying to give him a Bobber. hard time about yeah bobbers and how I th- <laughs> I said at one point I was like, you know, I only fish conventional, you know. Cause I actually like want to catch fish, you know, right. not just out there for the experience. And they, they thought that was funny because it's it was. true. It's, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You had, a, you had a couple visual aids that oh, buddy, dude. AIDS. Dude, we, huh? we, we, we did not get any. <laughs> I showed Ashley what I put, I put a, I'll put, I'll post it again this fall. I posted a picture of, uh, a pilgrim and a native American like breaking a wishbone and they're both wearing like, they're both topless and huge bulges. And I don't know why Oh, we were talking about fall Dude, fishing. That's why the bad, and the bad no thing, the bad thing about that is you actually explained the whole story behind that picture and literally dude, nobody it got it. Nobody it got it. <laughs> we had a good but, time. Oh, and yeah, I, I we did, did. I went musky we did, fishing did. too. Did. I was going to say, the only thing I've heard about that is one singular text, and it said, fuck musky fishing. <laughs> so I went with uh, my buddy, Michael Solenberger, um, and Marchuk, my buddy, Nick Marchuk, who's, uh, it's a very fun crew. Marchuk is hilarious. We we went over to their house the night before, because uh, they, they live together, Marchuk and the Solenbergers live together. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, they live. They the Solenbergers own a triplex on the southeast side, and and Marchuk rents a unit from them. So okay, they gotcha. live in the same the same building. 
Um, but anyway, so uh, we met, went over there the night before. Marchuk is Marchuk is fucking drunk. Okay, and like at one in the morning, <laughs> we finally go to bed. I'm not gonna lie, I had a little buzz going too, but like I, I knew I had to drive like two and a half hours in the morning, so I chilled a little bit. 4 a.m. We wake up. Marchuk cracks a beer open at 4 a.m. Oh hell yeah! I was dude. like, oh, I know exactly how this day's headed. I've been on this trip many times. Uh, <laughs> he proceeded to drink. I think he and they were they were 16 ounces. They weren't just like small beers. They were Coors banquet beers. I think he probably <laughs> drank. 14 beers maybe the oh day all day God, dude. was hammered all day <laughs> uh, and it was fun we had a great time i mean those guys are those guys are great marchuk is one of my favorite people on earth so He's we had a dude, yeah. yeah we had a great time but uh we get we go to these other lakes and we, we were fishing webster lake webster and we had, we all three had follows. I had one that like followed it twice up to the boat. Okay? Oh, did you really? Yeah, yeah. And it was like a big one. So like I'd figure eight, my figure eight was shit. It was the worst figure eight on earth. Um, <laughs> but I, I did see, I mean, he came close, you know, I, he chased it and was going to eat it. And my, my figure eight sucked. So, so anyway, so we end up switching lakes and we go to um, the Barbie chain. Marchuk puts us in on this dinky ass boat ramp that couldn't have possibly been the boat ramp that people use because there were like <laughs> pontoons and shit. Okay. On this lake. And we had to like run up this Creek that was like three inches deep and no wake zone. So we run up, there's lily pads everywhere, mud. I mean, the motor's just getting packed with moss and shit the whole time we had to go through a lock system to get onto the lake the lock system was not designed for my boat at all so it was just a it was a nightmare marchuk by that point it was like four he was pretty hammered so he like got lost out on the lake he couldn't tell me where we were which was very funny but uh so we end up we end up finishing the day and uh, <laughs> we load the we load the boat up, and uh, Marchuk, you know, I took my trolling motor off because it was a long drive, so I was just gonna I took it off the quick release, which is gonna put it in the bottom of the boat. So Marchuk goes to pick my trolling motor up, and again, disabled American veteran hero, uh, he goes to put my trolling motor in the in the bottom of the boat, trips because he's drunk, trips smashes his face on the side of my boat dude he gets <laughs> fucked up from this dude he's got like his eyes swollen he's, oh he's got God. a cut across the bridge of his nose i've got oh i'm gonna bring up i'm gonna bring up the picture and show you while i'm telling the rest of the story he's he's like sad dogging for the rest of the day like all the way back home because I mean, I'm not exaggerating when I say that it looks like he got the shit kicked out of him, out of him at the end of the day. Okay, here he is. See if you can see that picture. Oh my god, dude! Can you see his face? Yeah, <laughs> I can see. He looks like he got stomped. Dude. Look at he can't even he can't even open his right eye. I he mean, lo it looks like he's <laughs> looks like he looks like he's hammered too. <laughs> he, fell, he popped a beer open. 
on the ride home, fell asleep in the back of the car. It was great, dude. We had we had we had a great time. Good laughs, good times. Sounds like we've had uh we've had some fun trips, but not productive trips. Yeah, so. no, not productive for sure. But you know, musky is like one of those things though that like I think if you get we had we had four follows that day. So like I think that by musky standards, that's like that's pretty good. It's not a terrible day. It's like it's okay, you know. So yeah. Anyways, dude, did you have you bought any new shit? You got any? What's new in your box? I haven't really been doing a lot of purchasing lately, just because I haven't caught any fish, so I'm really in the mood to like buy more stuff. I did uh, had a plan to stop and get some uh, some extra gear since you took all my freaking Ned rig heads and broke them off the last time we fished. Um, <laughs> Classic. And I I figured out that Dunham's sporting goods fishing stuff sucks. And don't Kokomo? Ever, I don't even know where it was. It may have been. It Like, their fishing section is probably the worst fishing section i've ever seen in my life so do you have some you crappie fl- jigs <laughs> yeah yeah they had like they didn't have anything um but yeah for the most part dude i you know yeah i don't i don't think i've i've <laughs> this got is gonna, anything good this is gonna uh, infuriate you i just bought a bunch of stuff on tackle warehouse including <laughs> we <just laughs> heads well and- hey I didn't run out though because we didn't catch any fish, so you know, wasn't it wasn't a terrible ending to the story. Uh, ended up having enough gear to catch the very few fish that I did catch. How many so, fish did you end up catching? Um, I think I only ended up catching twelve the whole time. Oh, so, it's pretty bad. That's What's weird brutal. is we got there, we got there at like. Right before dark, we only had like 10, eh, maybe 15 minutes on the water before it got pitch dark the first night. And I caught one like I was like, oh, hey, I, I caught one like in the dark. And I'm like, OK, this is going to be cool in the campground, dude. If we go back there and we don't want a house, this place is freaking sick. It has a ramp on the campground The there's like a little beach area. You can pull your boat up, tie it off to a tree like I left it in the water. Uh, nice. I had to take it up the first night to charge it because they don't have electricity down there. Um, but they let me plug it in up at the office. Um, it was a super cool uh, campground. like Very, very cool. Uh, and it would have fit 25 guys <laughs> if we would have had everybody shown up. But uh, <laughs> there was only four. Uh, but I think next year uh, we might do a little bit of an open invite type of trip. Uh, that's my hope anyways cast a so, wider net see if we can get some yeah see if we can get them boys out dude i think right. we need to plan it a little more in advance and maybe maybe i don't know where we can go but maybe do somewhere a little earlier than in the year uh maybe in like september um Ooh, that'd be cool. yeah michigan would be cool because it's kind of a centralized you know type of place like if we have people you know up north that want to come or I guess any people down south would just be screwed. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, we might we might look at some different options. It'd be it'd be fun to. I'd like to get a little wet boy gathering going where we have a bunch of people show up. Dude, we are we're going full juggalo. 
We're going That's what I think, dude. <laughs> gathering with wet boys, just like gathering the juggalos, dude. It's so gonna be sick. <laughs> so when you when you when you listen to this tonight, okay, or in the morning when whoever listens to this podcast, I will put an Instagram post up of this episode. I will not mention said get together. If you hear listen to this deep in the podcast, we're one hour, eleven minutes and twenty-eight seconds in. If you listen to this in the podcast, you automatically get an invite. And here's the thing. You're going to have to comment hashtag wet boy nation on the post that I put up on Instagram. If you do this, that is you punch your ticket. Now we're going to have to do, cause we can't do, I don't think we can do like a full open invite. So we're going to have to like lay little clues in the pod. You know where we, get, you know where we should go. Uh, Way far away. <laughs> we then, should go. No. <laughs> we could go. We know a lot of places. Yeah. All right. Well, we I like that. Places. I like that idea. So all you got to do is share the post and do hashtag Wet Boy Nation, and that's your you ticket. Punch dude. your ticket. You punch, punch your ticket to the Wet Boy Gathering. And if you don't listen to this far up in the episode, you don't deserve to go. It's all on. Yeah, and also ask your wife now. Say, look, next year September. Yep. Gathering of the Wet Boys. I gotta go. Yep. Gathering of the freaking Wet Boys. That'd be that'd be fun, dude. That would be yeah. that'd be a good time. But all right, man. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all I have. Do you, you have anything else? No, I don't think so. We gotta, we gotta redeem. We gotta freaking redeem ourselves in November, dude. For podcast, or you mean fishing, or both? Well, both. But yeah, yeah. redeem ourselves fishing. That's I. The podcast. It's thing. going to. Oh, I'm. Yeah. Hey. It's going to happen. It's, I know. You remember what happened last November, dude? We had, we had a hell of a November last we year. We need to tee so. up almost that same weekend if we can. Absolutely. All yeah, right. Well, that, hey, that was, thanks everybody for listening, dude. Uh, really appreciate. I'm air. I'm 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 air humping smallies again this year, dude. I'm Absolutely. air humping a freaking twenty again. <laughs> you ass hat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Uh, thanks everybody. As always, free the fighter. Be the fighter. Ah, do so.